Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast that's still not quite about Big Brother. <laughs> not quite. Um, but eventually we'll get eventually. there. Eventually. We do have a season starting very soon. A cast was announced. Someone on the mm-hmm. cast was already milkshake ducked. Already. You know, you know we're, we're going through it. We're going to try and watch this season of Big Brother. But I feel like we have been enjoying yeah. the new format of the show, which is complaining about new movies. <laughs> movie trailers, <laughs> pop culture phenomenons, Zach Braff. Oh, any, we're all done. We've closed the book on Braff for now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about the new season. I don't know. Yeah. So a cast came out. Usually that's our, that's our favorite episode to do. All I know. Year. But we're not going to do We're not. Maybe we'll do it like later next week or after the first episode comes out. Like, right. I, we're gonna. We have to I, wait and see if any other cast members get cut. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. Yeah, so I think we'll we'll try to do BB Canada, but it's going to be less intensive. As uh, you know, it's just the whole season th- is just you know, I'm just thrown off. It's yeah. like I'm not. Many people in the sports world weren't really crazy about watching the NBA Finals in October. I'm not crazy about watching Big Brother in March. Sue me. I know. It's so not the right time. It's like I need it to be summer outside for me to truly enjoy and truly feel like it's right. You know, yeah. it's like it's like a mate. You have to you have to have that spark in your body. And I don't have it in March. Yeah, I know. Like and you need to be like actively turning down social engagements like, hey, let's go up on the roof and stare at the stars. Daniel will be like, no. Is a HOH competition tonight. <laughs> I got to see the chaos that erupts on I the feeds. I have to be there live. <laughs> yes, seriously. I got to watch them slip and slide on the feeds. <laughs> I need to well, watch I them. I can. I live on the Spinarella. East Coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we are like, um, I, I guess we can't go so far as saying we're excited for Big Brother Canada. I'm not excited. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we are um, possibly going to watch and discuss. So we're not saying it's not a blanket. No, it's, it's just be, not a for sure. It's going to be the most BB casual of all because yes. <laughs> do they even have the live feeds in Canada or they just not offer it? I'm pretty sure they do, but I I'm, I haven't looked into it. I'm, I mean, I've seen a lot of tweets this week about like, hey, if you live in the U.S., here's a number of hoops to jump through to just watch the broadcast version. So I would imagine the the live feeds are even even more tough. But at this, you know, in this era of Big Brother, live feeds have really been proliferated. You know, people throw that up on YouTube, on Twitter. Yeah. You can on, get clips. On the parlor, clips are the most important you know, part. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. They save you hours and hours of watching, waiting for a fight that's 30 seconds yeah. long. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna talk about some movies today, but we have to start for three, the third episode in a row. Yeah. How's your portfolio? So I'm really glad you asked, actually. Um, When Brett mentioned that he wanted to talk stonks (laughs) at the beginning of this podcast, I felt a flutter in my heart because I'm so happy to report I actually met with an investment specialist at my bank who is going to put my funds into a low to medium risk mutual fund portfolio that will only grow over the next 30 years. <laughs> okay, so have you been following at all what has been going on with GameStop, our old friend? Well, of course, I saw it jump up. I've I yes, and I I 
should have bought some more. Well, that's I'm not what I wanted to. To, to check in on is like if you were feeling no. major FOMO about asked, GameStop jumping from like the 50s to I asked 100. My, um, I know, 100. Ugh, 100 American dollars. That's like 200 Canadian dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, I asked my investment uh, professional <laughs> when I was having my talk with him. <laughs> I was like, do you think I should buy GameStop? And he just laughed and said, it's not in my professional opinion that you should buy GameStop. <laughs> he was like, GameStop is something that's fun to watch from afar. Do not, it's not good to get involved. Yeah, maybe so, think of GameStop no, as like a sport. Just watch it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it wasn't the same. Seeing it jump this time, it wasn't like last time where I did buy. <laughs> I was just like, I've been there before. I've been burned. I already lost however much it was, a third of the money I put in. So I'm not interested in doing that again. I don't have, currently, I don't have any little day stocks that I'm invested in. My money's just sitting in the app. I was just, I, I mean, I was just going to allow for if you wanted to chastise me. I just thought you were going to be like, Brett, you piece of shit. I bought it and I got out and you told me to sell it. And then, you know, you wouldn't no. have made a profit. It's a, This is a new me. I'm mature. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I told you I was going to sell. I told you I'd sell if it if I lost a certain amount. And okay. I did. So I sold it before it dropped even lower. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm glad I, you're I'm, mature. I'm a mature investment uh person now. Did I tell you I'm low to medium risk? I'm not high risk. I can't be fiddling with the game. No, you should be doing high risk now, low risk no. when you're in your 60s. No, I'm going to do medi low to medium and then I'll go really low when I'm in my 60s. <laughs> okay. okay well, so that's <laughs> Listen, I looked at a lot of charts with this <laughs> investment professional. He was like, this is the chart for medium. Oh, this is the chart God. for high. This is my chart for low medium and low medium is the one that felt good to me i love that after the whole game you're probably in the rare a rare uh population of people who after this entire gamestop thing like called their local bank and started meeting <laughs> with a man named herb and like <laughs> showing them charts in little leather bound portfolios little leather bound books it was I'm so proud. funny such yeah, he really was. He's he's very much a normie in a great way. Like I was like, wow, people work in banks and are very professional because he's the same age probably as us. Oh like, really? Like oh, I just assumed he yeah. was. I assumed he. No, was, he's young. I assumed he had. He's young. He was like he had a boat. He had his kids on his little his little picture frame on his desk. No, I think he's because it's not like we're huge investors. So I think yeah. he's like at the beginning of his career or like starting out, you know? Oh, so he's so, going to, so he, yeah, like they throw him all the young people. And then yeah, as he exactly. grows you, he's like, oh, he'll eventually become partner at the bank. He's like, I've had the yeah, Danny eventually. account. The Danny he'll, account. He'll have. <laughs> blew up. He'll have the yacht eventually, and hopefully oh. I will too. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, is that enough talking about my personal finances <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast about Big Brother? <laughs> um, guys, now that we have that update, there is something I need an update from Brett on, which is a film I absolutely loved last week that I wanted to discuss. I watched it twice in 24 hours. Barb and Star... Go to Vista Del Mar. Oh, yeah. It was great. I honestly, I'm having a hard time. So we didn't do a podcast after I watched it. Mm -mm. I feel we like I, we said, yeah, okay. mm -mm. 
I watched it. You said you were going to. So we haven't actually talked about it. That feels so I guess that was like over a week ago. So, it, mm-hmm. you know, in 2020s time, it feels like it was five to seven months ago. So uh, I really liked it. I, I don't really have much to say about it, actually, other than like I really liked it. I have some thoughts on a Barb and Star sequel. <gasps> I think they should. Like, I could only dream. It was it was great. I hope they keep making Barb and Star movies. I hope I they go too. to all sorts of different locales. I hope there's all sorts of wacky villains. I mean, honestly, are, can we spoil it now? I know you wanted to spoil it a week I ago. So. I mean, yeah, it's not a spoiler. I, this spoil. happens fucking two minutes into the movie but the moment yeah. the movie turns into a wacky austin powers spy <laughs> thing with like we like when the little kid goes up to the tree and there's like a robot owl that like does a body scan and, and then they go to the, to the underground layer, layer i'm like oh this is this is the best movie. this is great i'm gonna love this movie i think and this is something I think maybe we'll talk about in the context of some other films later on in the show is when there's like universal praise for something, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit like, oh, no. I and know. especially, Danielle, especially if there's universal praise for something that's like feels like an extended UCB hangout sesh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. no, is John Hamm going to show up with like a wacky mustache? <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> I don't know why people I recognize going to show up and like do some fart jokes and bits. Uh, so I was worried about that in the Barb and Starverse, but I loved it. I had a, I had a great yeah. time. You didn't, great- no, your worries were unfounded. You can't have worries in Vista Del Mar. Don't you think that it was the perfect movie to come out while we've all been locked down for a year? Oh my god, yeah! It was just it was just insane. Like I wanted to. I wanted to party with them. I, you know, I, I, know. I loved the songs. The songs were I, so good. The vibe. I mean, yeah, this, this movie's dumb, but I don't know. I, you could just tell by watching it. You're like, oh, gosh, this is an instant cult classic. This is going to be something they're going to be showing at the cemetery in L.A. 15 years <laughs> from now or your, you know, m- summer movie, uh, you know, kind of cult classic uh experience du jour, just city, whatever you live in, however they do it. In LA, we do yeah. it in a cemetery for some reason. But uh, it just was instantly one of those. I love it. I, I don't really have much to say beyond that. Well, that's why I watched it twice in 24 hours. Because <laughs> I was like, this movie feels like, to me, it's like wet hot, American Summer. Where oh, like, yeah. you watch it the first time, you and well, I loved it. And then years later, when I watched it again, I was like, oh my gosh, there's all this other funny stuff I didn't even realize. Yeah. So I just wanted to have that experience immediately. For anything I missed the first time, I wanted to watch and catch. Yeah, you're right. Can I tell you my favorite moment? Go for it. My absolute favorite moment in the whole movie is when they accidentally checked into the fancy hotel and then they go across the two hop pavement parking (laughs) lots to the non-fancy hotel. And the man checking them in is like, do you want towels? (laughs) And they're like, yes. We would like towels. And he goes, sheets? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we'd like some sheets on the bed. And then he goes, no pillows, though. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> That's going to be perfect comedy. Just perfect. I actually don't remember that at all. <laughs> That's fine. That's why you have to watch again. You have to watch twice in 24 hours. Yeah, there's definitely I, that sort of wet, hot thing. Where it's like, uh oh, I could see how 
every line of this movie can be turned into a quote because people are going to find it. Even if it wasn't even like a totally meant to be funny, people are going to be like, actually, this line is funny. I've (laughs) I've imbued this like inside joke meaning on this line. I don't know. So, yeah, I liked liked, – what was my favorite part? I mean, the Trish thing on the plane was – Oh, my God. You know, bringing me back to – a little bit of just like UCB trauma of like, <laughs> like that's the, like that's the thing that like UCB people would do is like do a bit for a solid six hours from the time you like mm-hmm. are sitting at the gate all the way through a plane ride until you exit the airport. You would just be doing the same bit. And it was so real and so funny. <laughs> and it culminated in Reva McIntyre as a water spirit. So yeah. I'm fine with this. Yeah. Okay. It had everything. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess Dolly Parton's too old for it, but. Yeah, maybe. Didn't want to get into that CGI pool. Um, Well, we give it two thumbs up. Thank you for indulging me. I just wanted to, we could, I couldn't let a podcast go by where I didn't sing the praises of this movie again. So there you go. So shall we go from 2021's best picture favorite to the best picture favorites of the year 2020. Yes. The previous absolutely. year that we're about to award. Yes. We wa- between both of us, we watched two big favorites. Front runners. Front runners. Yeah, absolutely. So I watched Minari last night. Uh-huh. And I watched this- Nomadland earlier in the week. So we're going to talk a bit about both. Mm-hmm. Not going to go too spoileries, but we're going to no. have, have discussions about art. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So artistic. Okay. So here's my thoughts on so Minari. <laughs> and it's tough to talk about Minari in depth without giving the spoilers away. But so Minari is about a Korean family who first they were living in California and then they moved to Arkansas because the dad wants to start a farm to grow Korean fruits and vegetables. And his plan is like to sell them to other because I guess a lot of Korean immigrants are coming to the States in the 1980s. And so he wants to sell to them. So that's his plan. His wife is not so happy because she lives in Arkansas now. And um, <laughs> and the kids are very cute. I've driven through. And then through. the grandma comes to live with them. Pardon? I've driven through. I've stayed yeah. the night, actually, in Arkansas. Don't yeah. have, I mean, don't have for, a lot to say. For what is worth the Ark. Arkansians, whatever they're called, the people who are from Arkansas in the movie seem pretty nice. But this movie is so tough. The apple, uh, well, the apple, like it's, it's just really sad. The apple description is like a tender and sweeping tale. And I was like, it didn't have to be that tender. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I I think it's, I thought it was great. Tenderized. Yeah, and I didn't need it to be, really. You know, I'm coming off the high of Barb and Star and the Shrimp Queen and the Seafood Jam, and I'm going to, like, uber-realistic family drama in, uh, in the 1980s. Um, it, it, it was really sad. I found it very, very sad. Um, and I just wasn't ready for that, so I found it a little upsetting. But it was very good. Very, very good. So, so you would you say it was? It's like definitely like a best picture contender. Yes, okay. absolutely. 
like from top to bottom, it just felt like it was, it's gorgeous. The performances are amazing. You know, it's a, um, a coming of age tale in a way. And yeah, I think all of that ties together to be definitely a front runner. So I watched another movie that was not, not easy and, uh, not, <laughs> not happy. Tough. Would you call it tough? Nomadland. It's tough, tough being out there in the Nomadland with your, with your poop bucket and <laughs> oh, no. having to learn how to fix cars. Um, I'd fail. I would not survive in Nomadland. So this is another movie that, you know, is a front runner to win best. I think aren't the Goldie Globes tonight as we record this? They oh, are gosh. tonight. That's why I got a scoot. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, fill that like a bracket or or put some put some money on the table. Ooh, yeah, we should. Okay. Oh, I, I was asking you if you had like a little. Oh no, like, I don't have that. No, I haven't done that because the problem is I still haven't. Even though I saw Minari, I still haven't seen a lot of. I've seen Mank. Remember we went through the nominees and I was like, "What? Remember that Anthony Hopkins one? I'm not watching the father. that. Give me a break. <laughs> I'm not watching. It's got a hundred percent on tomatoes." <laughs> And now I need you to describe Nomadland to me. Uh, yo, um, there's a lot of actors in this movie. In fact, all of them other than like two that are like, <laughs> we went to like a Walmart in the most rural part of the country possible. And we're like, found like the most dilapidated looking person possible. And they're like, you're in this movie and you're going to like talk to Frankie McDormand oh about boy. like the housing collapse of 20, 2008. Uh, heavy stuff. It's heavy as fuck. Um, you know, it's yeah. about, it's like very much, it's a period piece. I think it takes place in like 2011 or 12. And it's like very much about capitalism swallowing people up and spitting them out on a van in the great American West. Um, uh. Amazon plays a surprising role in this film in that she works at a fucking Amazon like packaging facility and yeah. it is weird because I can't imagine Amazon was like yeah shoot in our move shoot in our facilities and like have Frances McDormand go through like a training session <laughs> uh and then say like Amazon sucks and is destroying the planet, right? And destroying humanity, and destroying the country. So it's weird because it's like it takes a very sort of neutral slash like these people are getting paid slash positive look at at like Amazon. It's weird. It's weird. Wait, so it doesn't take its stance where it's like, look how this is a bad company. No. No, they never say oh. a fucking word about I mean, there are like multiple extended scenes in an Amazon packaging facility and you're at at one point you you're supposed I don't know, at least I felt watching it like oh gosh, these corporations are swallowing us all whole and it and Right. But but then Francis McDormand the is world, like thank God for this job. Yeah, they're like yeah, it's paying so <laughs> well. Yeah, no, exactly. They're like, well, it's paying okay. so well. It's great. Mhm. And mm. I, I'm really amazed by the Amazon integration in this movie. Everyone should watch it. I, I'm just <laughs> amazed by that because companies are very uh, image concept, on, conscious. And 
they obviously had some say in how they were portrayed in this movie because they're not portrayed poorly. But in a way, they also are a bit portrayed like this Death Star that's like sucking up all these people who have nothing left. That's shocking to me. That Uh, they aren't portrayed like first of all that yeah they didn't just use the didn't just call it like bamazon and then just give the real give the real deal of like how amazon actually is bad and there's no really there really isn't much of a gray zone i guess that it does employ a lot of people um and if that's you know that is an important thing but employs them under what circumstances and what um uh in what way you know because i've seen tiktoks that are one minute long that show someone working in a Amazon facility that look like a nightmare. And that's the point of those TikToks, you know, to be like, hey, do you realize how you're getting your packages by us all wanting to die? It's weird because this movie is a, a little bit like that. Uh, most of the imagery of it is like, oh, gosh, we are all we're all doomed. We're being subsumed by an evil and like this evil corporation that's turning us all into their cardboard folding drones. Mm -hmm. But all of the text of it is very much like, Hey, we're having a great time today at the Amazon factory. (laughs) Yep. Yo, I got my check $15 an hour. That's really good. And super interesting. I thought you were going to say that they did take a intense stance and I was going to offer an interesting insight Uh what i thought might be an interesting insight apparently chloe zhao who directed the movie Mm -hmm. is the daughter of one of the richest chinese billionaires interesting so i was like oh well maybe she was like fuck amazon i don't care they're not gonna come after me like i have the money to fight them in court (laughs) but it sounds like that is not the case i mean this is just one one portion of it I'll be honest. I mean, I I always get a little bit. I don't know. I I try not to be cynical, except for I just am constantly all the time. Mm. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm a little bit cynical at the just like turning the camera on like the real folk who've been hurt by the economy, and yeah, it almost it, it I don't know. It just, it feels almost like they're being taken advantage of. And it's like, mm-hmm. what, Exploited. for your fucking student film so you can win a fucking Oscar? Like, if you want to help these people, like, help them. Don't make, like, a fucking gold vehicle, like, a gold-making vehicle for Frances McDormand and whatever studio you, like, want. So you can make a Marvel. She's making a Marvel movie next or whatever. Of course. Um, she was in Transformers. <laughs> so let's not, you really? know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Chloe Zhao is, is directing... Oh. Uh, 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 well, Frances McDormand was in Transformers. <laughs> was she like one of the racist ones? <laughs> I know she was someone who like works in the office. Who's like, we can't let those Transformers do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we have rules and regulations, ma'am. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, John Turturro's in those, and he gets peed on yeah. by one. I always saw the first yeah, one. I was they like, this is together. more than enough for me. I'm pretty sure she's a bad person in the in the movies, but I really don't remember. I know that he's like a foil. Yeah, he's like an FBI agent who's like, Transformers, we have to get them out of here. <laughs> yeah. We have to kill the good ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, speaking of like the FBI and big 
uh, companies doing secret build things. Should we talk about WandaVision? Oh, sure. <laughs> Got some great moments with our guy, you know, Officer Stack. <laughs> Officer, I'm team I need Stack. a sit rep. <laughs> I am so team sack. I am rooting for him. Everything he says, I'm like, he's right. You know, he's, he's right. right. I don't know. This no, you shouldn't be allowed to. Even more. You shouldn't be allowed to bury $3 billion of vibranium. Let's harvest yeah, his sorry. bones. I'm sorry you fell in love with a piece of plastic. <laughs> but no, you can't have it back. Like, that is insane. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. This Get is it. government property, honey. Get up. Bumble.com slash sign up. Yeah, exactly. Like, so what? I just go, I, listen, I go out and I decide I'm in love with a speed limit sign and then I get to take it and go bury it. No, that's dangerous. People aren't going to see the sign. They're going to go too fast. And then I have blood on my hands. It's the same thing for her falling oh, in love with this vision. The government needs to use it for whatever reason. This episode, the episode that came out late Thursday night, was it was it felt a little bit better than previous ones because they weren't just like like on a treadmill in place, like you know, a treadmill that they like it's like the size of a horse and they put a treadmill and a horse underwater so the horse can like rehabilitate its leg. So, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Sure the horse is doing underwater treadmill. That's what it felt like the last few episodes were this. We didn't really do anything or anything happened because it felt like we 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 did learn a lot, except for 90% of the episode was like walking through a diorama of like all the things that we needed to know for this show to make sense. And it's like, I, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, great. We kind of know everything that's going on now, finally, for the, you know, the last episode to come around. Cool. It's all fine and good. I still don't care. And the I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> it did not explain anything. We already knew that she and did her brother <laughs> lost the parents in the war and then she was an Avenger and she and I guess Vision fell in love. We already knew all of this. Did what know, new information did we learn? Like did we know that she owned a maroon Buick? <laughs> Did we know that she loved Dick Van Dyke the best? No, I guess. Yeah, actually, we did. Because the whole first episode was a take on Dick Van Dyke. Like, did I have to see her dad with the VHS tape? Be like, look, Wanda, your favorite. Like, we learned, it was. We learned that Malcolm in the Middle takes place inside Marvel canon. And that if, <laughs> if Brian Cranston, if they, you know, they're doing Avengers Age of Boltron, you know, and they get Cranston to play the baddie. They have to explain why he looks the same as the father from Malcolm in the Middle, a TV show <laughs> that Wanda likes to watch on DVD. I like the whole episode. I was like, why are they telling me this? Why? Why do I like this doesn't matter. The part with Agnes where all the witches, that was fun because it was kind of hocus pocus. It was dumb. It was dumb. Yeah, yeah it was dumb. But at least They're I don't know. Like I was standing like, well, there in a perfect circle, and they know to like take their hoods off at the same time for like the evil <laughs> incantation <laughs> thing. That's They're what like, the what? did. Yeah, it, that's it was how just it was all very. It was like very high school. Well, that's the thing. It was very Disney, which yeah. I appreciated. I was like, this is in fact probably a show for children. 
So I'm glad they threw him a bone with these bright magical powers, <laughs> <laughs> like bright tasers. Can I talk about the end? Yeah. So the button on the episode is like, do you know what this means? You're a Scarlet Witch. I thought that's what she was. Uh, didn't we all know that? We knew that. We knew all of this stuff. That's why I thought this episode was a waste. I mean, it was. I, I, the only here's here's my call out. Remember how last week you were like, oh, every week I wake up and everyone's talking about all their stupid theories about WandaVision. Well, this isn't a theory, but I did feel very proud of myself for noticing these lines because I was like, oh, this definitely has to do with something. They kept being like, wow, this is so mischievous. It's like there was mischief here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is set up like this. Some nerd smarter than me knows more about Marvel is going to be able to link this to like Loki's new show that's coming out. Oh, on yeah. Plus. Loki's going to pop like, in and be like, hey, I stole well, another magic rock that we have to we can't find till the, the first episode of my show. Goodbye. Honestly. Yeah. I was like, Thursday's oh, is this all going to be Loki's fault? But no, he didn't show up. It's still oh, he just... will next week. Did, okay. Like, first of all, five episodes ago, our girl, <laughs> who's like a superhero now, is like, "Don't worry, <laughs> I'm texting my friend." No, no. Oh, Tayana Paris. Yeah, she's like, Parrish? "I'm texting my friend. He's gonna meet us outside of the town, and we still haven't met whoever that person is." <sighs> also, here's the thing. Who actually made this world, Wanda or Agnes? Yeah, I'm a little bit confused. <laughs> I'm a little confused by that too, because like, so Wanda start Wanda. That was the one little bit of information that I thought we needed. Is like, how did Agnes get uh, all like? How she find out about this? So like, Wanda tries to get her homeboy, and they're like, "No, you're, we're melting him down." Into yeah, precious as metals, they should. I support as they it. Should. I voted for it because they melted down Danielle's speed speed sign, <laughs> and uh, and then she's like sad about it, and she gets in her maroon hunt, uh, Buick, and then she drives to New Jersey to the town where like Vision bought them uh, a lot, and she like has an emotional breakdown and creates this world but isn't agnes like in the world instantly like it picks up at the, be at the like the first like i love lucy episode yeah. and like isn't agnes like there being like hey i mean does she have like a radar of like anytime a witch like creates an alternate dimension so she could like zap into it and like have an evil plan immediately to like make it to do yeah. all these things behind the scenes I, I yeah i'm confused i'm confused <laughs> Can I say something? What? My husband is overheard me talking and just sent me a text. It's Agatha, not Agnes. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Nerd. <laughs> wasn't her oh, name man. Agnes in the like sh in the like show? Wasn't her character name Agnes? And then I she's like, know. actually, it's not Agnes, it's Agatha. That's my real <laughs> I name. Don't know. I don't know, but this brings up something. Actually, I do want to. I do want to broach with you, because we've talked about Vision and her loving Vision, and how he's a piece of metal, and how it's disgusting and wrong. I was saying this as I was watching it with my husband, and he was like, "Actually, very soon in the future, people will be in very, like, um, what's the word? 
you know, uh, not relevant, but, um, you know, official, um, important, valid relationships with robots. And I was like, well, that's actually a good point. <laughs> that's true. I don't think, I don't think Marvel's like trying to go out there and be like, love is love. Like I don't either. people should be able to either. marry a robot. But that's what, that's what he got out of it. And I, oh, look at Biggie. And <laughs> Brett's dog just appeared. Um, it's just, listen, it's just food for thought for our listeners. You know, if you're listening to this and thinking, no, Danielle's wrong. She should, she should be with Vision, even though he's literally a piece of metal that Tony Stark built, then fine. I, I mean, he's like not you. dead. Like, Because the computer can't die? Because you can always reboot? I mean, my laptop that I spilled water on this summer would beg to differ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but also it's like the it's we're getting to a point now where okay, we're we've been doing these movies for a decade, and okay, so you there are a bunch of our Avenger movies called Infinity War and uh, oh, I know, Endgame. no, we tried to watch Age of Ultron actually. That one sucks. And ten minutes in, that ten one minutes in, I said sucks. I'm not doing this. But we're getting to the point where no one dies, where none of the characters die anymore. And every time someone dies, they're like, they're clearly bringing back Vision, right? So the end of this episode, did you watch? There's a, there's like a, a credit see a mid credit sequence this week. Did you no, catch that? I didn't see it. It's no. weird because they didn't do that for the first eight weeks, and now they yeah. do have one, and the credits are so fucking long and boring. So, anyways, they got to our guy, Captain Sitrep, and he's like. In some <laughs> government lab, and they're like, "Oh, we needed the all we needed to like get in hack the mainframe is just some power from the source." And they have like another vision there, but he's like painted different, and he like is powering some oh. machine. So, so evil vision. So clearly, spoilers for an episode I haven't seen yet. That vision, who's like in Captain Sitrep's lab, is going to be like turned into like good vision again and like oh. vision will be back and i just hear in the one thing and then in the avengers movie the most the last one gamora dies the the mm -hmm. what's her face from guardians of the Zoe's galaxy saldana yeah, yeah. but she, but she doesn't die she dies and then like in the next movie they just get a version of her from like four years earlier and they time travel her to the future so she doesn't like chris pratt i mean join the club but <laughs> so like no one actually dies because you can always time travel to get like a version of them from like a week ago where you can make an evil version who takes a potion and becomes the normal version or you can go to the alternate universe and get like Tobey Maguire version or whatever. So there's no, what I'm trying to say is like there's no stakes if like, yeah, everyone's fine. If there's like the good version that everybody wants and loves is like sitting in a box at the end and they just have to like wave a magic wand at them. A magic wand at them. Oh! Um, <laughs> no, I totally agree. That's why I give up on these things because I'm like, why am I even watching this? <laughs> you can just go back in the time, on the different time uh, continuums and find the one you want. There's no point. Who cares? Also, listen, ladies, far be it for me, and gentlemen, sure, far be it for me to dish out relationship advice. But if you're in a relationship with a robot where all it takes is someone to put in a new sim card and then he's just an evil government tool take maybe, him out blow on him put him back in <laughs> yeah exactly maybe it's not the 
The partner for you. All I'm saying. That's a red flag. Mm-hmm. He's Too just not that change. into you. Yeah. <laughs> so, look, you know I'm going to... Are there two episodes left or only one? I think there's only one. That's fine. Interesting. That's fine with me. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll watch it. And I am going to actually watch the Loki one, too. Because I personally do enjoy mischief. Owen oh, Wilson's in it. Is he actually? Oh, yeah. What does he play? He's like a guy who goes, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, I rewatched Marley and Me um, this past month. What? And <laughs> it is so good. And he gives a great performance. And so does Jennifer Aniston. And you so know, does the dog. It's impossible for me to rewatch Marley and Me. Because <laughs> it would have to me in, involve me watching it for a first time, which I will never oh, do. Oh, it's, it's so good, though. <laughs> it's a beautiful film. And I thought you were going to say something story. like, oh, I rewatched The Royal Tenenbaums. No, oh, I rewatched something good with Owen Wilson. In it. <laughs> Meet the parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, wait. I think we can get to this. Here's a new thing I watched on Netflix. Speaking of dogs. All right. It's a show called Canine Intervention. Oh. And it's new. It's brand new. And it Do the dogs need this... an intervention or just do the, the dogs, dogs conduct an intervention? <laughs> they need the intervention. Okay. <laughs> so it's this dog trainer in Oakland. He's fabulous. He's a wonderful man. And he has his dog training van and facility and... He just has this aura about him where he he's like the new dog whisperer, you know, like he just gets He's the new dogs. Cesar. Yes. And he, I forget his name, but he goes to people's homes and these dogs are crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, in a, in a kind of bad way, it makes me feel so grateful for how like little behavioral issues we have with my dog. Like we definitely have some and we're trying to retrain her now, but like compared to these dogs, she's an angel. These dogs are crazy. Can I talk about dogs so, for a minute? Yeah, please. My dog almost broke my foot on Friday. <laughs> I woke up. How, by sitting on it? <laughs> no, by just, just the walks. She's just old and stubborn. And she just is like, um, I don't want to walk that. She just like changes direction. <laughs> she goes back. She's like, wait a minute. I thought I smelled something five bushes ago. But we like, passed it. And I tripped. I tripped. Oh. And I caught my foot on like some cement. And I, I, I definitely heard a bit of like a, a crack or like a oh no something, and I couldn't tell because I'm like I'm a gross person who like cracks every knuckle. I crack my my back. I crack my neck. I can crack like every joint in my body, and I wasn't able to tell like was this a small bone in my body breaking or was just this like was like just like a, a joint like cracking yeah. because I can I'm like I just sound like a tambourine every time I get out of bed. Right. And anyways, that's it. That's it. I, I, I think so I'm fine. So are you hurt? No, I mean, I was for like two days. Oh, my. Oh, I don't have Lord. anything else there beyond like, I almost had think, to get an x-ray this weekend. Do you think I, she needs an intervention? Yeah, she does. <laughs> you should see me. There well, should be like a fucking, I would be canceled if they fucking had a, a camera following me every time I took the dog <laughs> for a walk. Because I'd be just be like, I love my dog so much. And I am going to be incapable of human interaction when she passes away. Oh, no, no. But. It's not going to happen. Well, first of all, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but when it's like, I'm like, girl, 
stop smoke fucking sniffing every blade of grass. <laughs> stop and smoking then, like, grass is what you were gonna yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, and like <laughs> changing direction all of a sudden and trying to run into the street and stuff. Mm. I you almost know, broke my need, foot, woman. You might need the canine intervention because oh, that, no. a lot of these dogs. I mean, they're puppies, though. But at least I only watched two episodes, but they were both puppies. And they both, you know, they were taken from the mom too young. So they didn't learn proper, like, pack order and establishing That's like, what they dogs. say about my dog. Oh, so she needs it. You should watch Oh, she's too show. old. She doesn't, she won't, she doesn't, she's not going to listen. Never, she's you're not never too old. Guy. You just give her a lot of treats. It's a great training. Well, she but so need, the guy. She has too many. Sorry. Talk about your oh. show. <laughs> no, so the guy comes to the house and he you know assesses the dog but you know what else he does assesses you he assesses yeah he assesses the people. yeah like what's the fucking pain in your heart why you're like why you can't train a dog you fucking well, that's monster. the thing you think like oh it's all probably surface level it's just the dog's you know a puppy and hasn't is silly but it all it turned out that you know the one in one of them the wife doesn't want to yell at the dog and the because she had a verbally abusive home oh. growing up whereas the um husband need wants to yell at the dog because he's like I, he went to prison and he's like in prison you have to show aggression and you have to be strong or else like you'll get taken advantage of and so the canine intervention the guy is like we need to find the happy medium here yeah because this isn't just about the dog this is about your relationship yeah you can't <laughs> the, the, the daddy can't be 100% the bad guy here no I've seen this situation with people with human kids where mm-hmm. one parent's the disciplinarian and the other one refuses to take no, part. And the them. kids are like no. scared of the one parent who's like trying to like, who's not actually being mean to the kids, but is the only one sh- like actually trying to Any discipline rules. them and make yeah. them not like screaming animals. Yeah. Rules and structure. That's what they want it. Dogs and babies and children want it. So, you know, this guy comes, he teaches them a couple of tricks. He teaches them how, and every dog is different, but it's beautiful. So I watched one with like a German Shepherd Husky and one with a little pity. And these dogs, the change, the transformation is so incredible. It's inspiring. I have a question about Netflix. Okay. (laughs) A service which I recently canceled. What? And then called my parents and was like, yo, give me the password. (laughs) Okay, good. I was like, why take a stand against entertainment? No, because here's the thing. I was paying for it for a while. And then I realized I actually don't watch anything on this because I feel like it's turning a bit into like TLC. (laughs) Yeah, it's got definitely, I mean, canine intervention is very TLC. That's something that's like, and it's turning into that level of, all their, they don't really have much of a library, you know, mm-hmm. to speak of. And all their original programming, save for your Ozarks, like your top level dramas or whatever. I rolled my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Question Does your husband watch Ozark? No, but I'm sure he would and he'd love it. <laughs> Ozark and Better Call Saul are the two like women rolling their eyes at their 30 year old male significant other. Like, okay, watch your show. Anyways, and, yeah, okay. So there's, but it feels like to me, Netflix, there's nothing for me to watch on Netflix. I don't even open up Netflix anymore and do the thing of like, what I watch on there because it's just like dog training shows, cooking <laughs> shows, which I watch sometimes, but I don't watch that yeah. much. I only watch Great British Bake Off. 
Mm -hmm. It's all just shows that are on that like at that like basic cable tier of and I, maybe this is the thing they're trying to scratch, like the itch they're trying to scratch and the the void they're trying to fill of like transformational docu series about a dog trainer, about yeah. baking cakes, about Emily going to Paris. And oh, it's yeah. just like, See, there you go. It's yeah. And it's just like, I can't cancel slightly smutty free form slash ABC family dramas and like shows that would be on the discovery channel or TLC or the history channel or whatever. And I think they've got it all. They don't have anything for me. Yeah, they do. You just uh, Ozarks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not like even Better psyched Call about that show. Better Call Saul's on ABC, AMC. I have but my it's YouTube. on Netflix too. Yeah, but like a year late, I got to get my YouTube TV subscription so I can watch it live. Yeah, I love YouTube TV in the States. Um, I will not cancel Netflix. I, I think what they're doing is just smart. They're just building out different categories. And clearly it's worked for me. I like their uh, some of their reality shows. Some of them are a little too much. I tried watching um, uh, Sunset Reality. Realty or whatever it's called. Another show that would be on like <laughs> fucking Bravo at like 1 p.m. I, on a Thursday. It, it wishes, okay? <laughs> it wishes. Um, but no, it still has a lot of good content for me, including canine intervention. But you I'm know sure what? it's a fabulous show, but I'm just saying all these shows, I don't want to watch shows about realtors. I don't want to watch shows about home renovations. I don't want to watch <laughs> shows about, I mean, I love dogs. I don't want to watch a show about dogs. I don't want to watch yeah. cooking shows unless it's got Noel Fielding and Paul Hollywood. <laughs> I don't want to watch shows about like high schooler high schoolers. I don't want to watch shows about like young women at a fucking magazine. Like that sounds all that sounds fucking horrible to me. The bold I'm looking at you, the bold type. <laughs> well, it's all great to me. Um well, let me just say, we can end this on a show that I watched on Netflix that I couldn't watch. And I think someone actually tweeted at us about it behind her eyes. I don't even know what that is. I don't even open so, Netflix anymore. Well, That's what I'm saying, I bro. Watched, I know. I watched the first 20 minutes. I thought it was going to be just better. It's like, it's just not for me. So I just, whoever tweeted that at us, I'm what? sorry. I gave it a try. Okay. <laughs> well, it's like this, this cute mo single mom goes out meets this hot guy oh. they kiss and then she shows up at work the next day and it turns out he's the psychiatrist where she's the receptionist so they work together and he's married and the girl he's married to sums up with her but i can't tell i thought it was gonna be like she was a robot but it turns out i think she's just addicted to drugs <laughs> so i'm like ugh, this isn't i don't know i don't want this <laughs> thought she was a robot turns out she was addicted <laughs> to drugs but maybe like he's prescribing them i don't know but yeah i think that's all i watched this I'm week wa i watch can, I, oh. can I, watch some, I watch something besides the leftovers which is fantastic just, yeah just watching it's just so sisyphean it's just like Oh, so it's horrible. It's just like he's pushing that ball whore. up that Everyone's hill. Everyone's pushing that ball up that hill until they <laughs> die on that show. And I love it. I uh, love when I love when uh anything is just about people pushing a boulder up a hill and it getting worse and worse. Do you oh, love by the, the way, song? Oh, uh -huh. sorry. Do you love the song by Born on Blondes? What's going on? Yeah. 
Uh, sure. Trying to make it up that great big hill. I don't know the lyrics to it. All right. Well, <laughs> those are the lyrics. I know. Anyway, hey. <laughs> okay. A couple TV, a couple good TV wrecks from your boy who doesn't watch pit bulls and parolees. Yeah. I live with a pit bull. I don't need to watch a show about it. Okay. Um, it's a sin on HBO Max, five part mm-hmm. mini series about about uh, AIDS crisis in London in the early eighties. I just tell you what it's it's got major uh, it's got slight not major it's got slight uh, six, uh, industry vibes just lots of right. synth party lots of people Parties. partying in London. Anything yeah. I've just realized that my favorite genre is people in London with like slightly outside of the norm sexual habits and like something bad's gonna happen to them oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) yeah no i don't think i can handle it i you know i could barely handle minari i don't know if i want to watch this because you you said that to me and i went and looked up what it was and i just said no not today yeah i well here's the thing though like it's sad people get aids and die in the show uh but it's like it's so the the pacing of it is like so fast and joyous and the music is like it's like the show pushes forward at a real enjoyable entertaining clip even when sad stuff happens so okay i would recommend that it's not you're not fucking in a van outside the amazon warehouse <laughs> crying for fucking ah. 2 hours Staring right. at a cloud and thinking about life. <laughs> Brett needs his best synth. picture winner. <laughs> um, so that's my recommendation for that. I think it's quite entertaining and, and well made. And then, okay, <clears throat> this is a show that came out a few years ago, but it's on HBO Max now. My man Clive Owen, he's got the surgical oh. gown on. Ooh. He's got a rusty knife. He oh, doesn't yeah. know what anesthesia is. <laughs> <laughs> he no loves gloves. cocaine. <laughs> it's the Nick. <laughs> yes. Did the you Nick watch this great. show? I watched the first season, I think. Well, the second season. Tell you what. He does drugs and other uh, ill-conceived surgeries. Much like the first I, season. I loved the first season. Season. I'm pretty. I think I've watched it all. I thought it was great. You know, I love Bono's daughter. She's great. She was great. I she love. Great. Um, what's his name? Andre Holland. Andre he's Holland. Great. Yeah. I think Chris Sullivan is the name of the actor. He's he's on. Uh, oh, yes. This is us. He's fantastic. He's amazing as like. He's the, so good in the, the century. And I uh, ambulance driver character. and essentially yeah. a turn of, and essentially a turn of the ambulance turn of the century ambulance driver. Uh, is essentially like um, a professional guy who beats the shit out of other people and happens to take injured people back to a <laughs> hospital. He's so good. I hate him, his character in This Is Us, but he's great in The Nick. Oh, I haven't, I have not seen a second of This Is Us. And Clive is great in The Nick, too. The Clive Nick is, is great just in fun. everything. Uh, so, anyways. Y'all need something no to watch that show. Yeah. Yeah. No gloves. <laughs> Washing your hands. That's for the poor. <laughs> we don't do that in this hospital. The only yeah, thing we do do amazing. is tons of cocaine. <laughs> Isn't it opium? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a bit of everything. Opium dens. And yeah. Oh, yeah. There's lots of. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, well, those, those are fun recommendations. Thank you so much, Brett. Um, the other thing, like last thing I promise, I just want to say that I did watch it is the first episode of the Woody Allen documentary. Oh, on yeah. HBO. <clears throat> and it's really good. And I said this to my husband. And here's what I'll say on the record. If I have a child, I want my child to be like Ronan Farrow. I oh, want yeah. them to be hot, brilliant, and gay. Ronan Farrow does seem like he's got it all. He's I mean, got it all. This other kid. Than growing up in a fucking <laughs> horror show. But like, yeah, other than that. But he thrived. No, I mean he seems like he seems like he's just like he knows what's up and like he's just got he's he's turned he's he's turned some lemons into lemonade. Uh, oh, he's say. just great. He's so smart. Uh, he, you know, he's like the youngest person ever to take the bar or something. Like oh, really? That. He's like, yeah, he's like really. No, he's like really, like uh, inspiring. Like just how smart he is and, and what he's doing for the world. I mm -hmm. um, I, that I'm not gonna watch it. No, it is like it's definitely. Grossy Josie. I mean, it is very gross. Um, I have a hard time watching tough. fictional things about people getting like molested yeah. or whatever. So I'm not going to watch an actual documentary about children um, being taken advantage of. And right. also, I don't want to. I'm not going to defend Woody Allen at all, but I, I will just say that I grew up in a house. I grew up in a household where we were massive Woody Allen fans. And like, that's something mm -hmm. I've had to really struggle with as an adult, because I'm a huge fan of his movies. Like I was the 13 year old who could like quote Annie Hall. Right. Right. So, which is like a weird, a weird thing at the time, but to, I could really identify with these movies that were even <laughs> in the nineties, 20 years old. Um, yeah. I, you know, in terms of like watching older movies, I watched a lot of Woody Allen movies when I was a kid. And um, yeah, he's a fucking monster. And I'm just, I, I don't have an answer other than I'm just like really struck. It's really easy for me to point at like a shitty director and be like, mm -hmm. you can't separate the art from the artist. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin yeah. Spacey's a douche or yeah. whoever. Yeah, but then it becomes like an artist who I've really uh, identified with and enjoyed for decades. Um, yeah, it's it sucks. It becomes more complicated. Yeah, I don't have an answer, and I don't. I'm not defending him, and I I don't know. It's it's going to be tough to yeah. watch any of his movies again. Oh, yeah. Especially because a lot say, of them are. It's like I'm dating a 13 year old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will say um, it's not like he made sci-fi movies. <laughs> pardon? It's not like he made sci-fi movies that didn't have to do mm -hmm. with being right. a nebbishy <laughs> man living. A robot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I will say the first episode does a really good job of like speaking to that, of like talking about how prolific and beloved he was. So. Yeah. It does a good job of that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to keep watching. It's short. It's not a long docu-series. And they have interviews with great people. So uh, just just something on the radar. Well, that's it. I love it. Um, 
you know, just let me just talk to Herb and and let me know which how your prospectus <laughs> is and and how we're if we're trending if we're if we're high on stonks or low on stonks next week, Danielle. I mean, yeah, there's gonna be an episode of Big Brother in English, a North American Big Brother series is I happening know. this week. So we'll maybe we'll watch that and talk about it. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah. keeping y'all on your toes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Until then. Bye, Wanda. Bye, Wanda. Bye, <laughs> Wanda.